<clears throat> okay. Sorry for that interruption. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, I tell you what, let's do it this way. Let me talk a little bit about comma in a more formal definition, and then we can get down to it with uh, some, some detail. Mm. First off, the word comma itself merely means action, or mm. it means, uh, in fact, behavior. Mm. But we also know that there are not just physical actions, there are also uh, verbal actions, and mm. there are mental actions. Mm. Okay. Now, uh, the way that the Buddha has looked at it is that um, these, these actions will have a reaction, but they are directly tied the way that we would expect um, things to be tied in the sense of cause and effect. Mm. Imagine one domino kicking over another one, and as it falls, it, it changes from being affected by the last domino mm. into being the cause of the next one. Mm. We can mm. call this a chain reaction. Mm. Okay. And that at each point along that reaction action um, list, mm. you, could, you could actually see, yes, it's a chain of events, but there is an action along each one of them. And mm -hmm. that that action then is the cause having an effect. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That gives sometimes the appearance of things getting caught in a circle. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. like global warming, for instance, when the ice melts, then the ground gets brown, and then it uh, absorbs more light, and then it gets even warmer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are the way that cause and effect relationships operate. Um where they appear that things are happening very slowly. In fact, every cause effect happens instantly, immediately, mm. very quickly. Mm. Uh, and that uh, what we see is an overall cause and effect relation is because of many tens of millions of little mm. cause effect relationships mm. as they go along. Mm. However, that's not the way that it looks like the, it's taught in classical Buddhism or in um, this, the place where Kama was borrowed, which was basically shoehorned into it mm -hmm. because this was the common belief of the day. <clears throat> now, the common belief in rebirth and reincarnation are deeply tied to this issue of Kama. Mm. And so, uh, let's say that the, there's a reason for that, and it really has to do between the distinction of ordinary right view and wrong view, mm. in the sense of wrong view says I can get away with it, mm. and 
ordinary right view says, no, you can't. You'll eventually get caught. Now, real wisdom will say, well, sometimes you get caught and sometimes you don't. But that's not really the point after mm -hmm. all is uh, that everything has an, an equal and opposite reaction. In fact, um, that physical law, equal and opposite, is kind of misleading. Mm -hmm. Because it may not be equal, because it may not be exactly opposite. Sometimes mm -hmm. it can, you know, spread out in all kinds of directions. Or sometimes things can be brought to the head in the sense of uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this, this is the kind of complexity of it. But in the, uh, the original way... It was say, stated actually very simply, and that mm -hmm. is good action gives good result, mm -hmm. and bad action gives bad result. Mm -hmm. Now, while the Buddha does agree with that, especially in the sense that it's a cause and effect relationship, because there were some teachings in India at the time was saying, oh no, karma is really wrong, there's no such thing that I can go about doing all the harm I want to and I'll not get caught. There's mm -hmm. no cause-effect relationship mm -hmm. there. And some of them are pretty startling. Mm -hmm. uh, examples like killing 500 cattle on this side of the river and then going to the, the other side and killing another 500 cattle and uh, there is no comma or there's no recompense. Basically, if the guys on this side of the river see mm -hmm. you killing 500 animals over there and being chased away, that when you get over here, they're not going to give you much of an opportunity. Mm -hmm. But they're not thinking about it like that. They're thinking about it philosophical. Mm -hmm. Where the Buddhist method is, let's think real about this. Where is the action and reaction going to come from? Mm -hmm. Because normally it's going to be mental in, in its action. Mm -hmm. and in fact, the people see and they feel and then they react. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but the original one was um, uh, basically that good action gives good result and bad action gives bad result and then they tack yeah. on to it no matter what. Mm. Okay. And it's that no matter what element that gives rise to a need for a belief in rebirth and reincarnation, as well as the fact that it, it fits our fantasy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the Brahmins originally did that by talking about it in the sense, and, and uh, they were losing some, some power. By the time mm -hmm. the Buddha came by, uh, they were uh, already in, in decline. And there was a lot of other religions um, around then, and that part of the problem or the, the issue, which actually still exists in, in India today, is who owns the land? Mm -hmm. And the priests are the ones who says, you give me some land and I'll bless you and I'll bless the rest of your property, mm -hmm. you know, or that if you're going to get um, uh, cremated at the uh, burning huts in um, um, uh, Varanasi, mm -hmm. that, uh, and you come from a foreign place, you'd better be giving us some land mm -hmm. in order for us to cremate your body. 
and mm. do all the ceremonies. Okay, so this they've been doing that kind of stuff for centuries and centuries, and they were doing in the time of the Buddha. Mm. And in fact, uh, before, long before, they were very successful at it, but then the Aryans began to rise in power. They were the ones who came from someplace else, we think Mesopotamia, and brought the mm. Indo-European languages to India. The Indians mm-hmm. would say, no, Indo-European languages started in India and went north. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they, in their competition, they said, okay, we're, we're Brahmins. We're the ones mm-hmm. who get to use, do the ceremony and get all the goodies for it. Mm-hmm. When the cattle are killed for the ceremony, guess who gets the carcass? <laughs> and so we're we're the Brahmins and we do the Brahmin thing and you're not a Brahmin so you don't do the Brahmin things. Mm-hmm. And then they said, Well, wait a minute. And then they said, Well, we're Brahmin and only Brahmins can do this, and you're not Brahmin. The reason that we were born Brahmin is because we were good in the past. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you're not born Brahmin is because you were not good in the past. And here's where that law of karma comes in: mm-hmm. is that uh, the um, the the Brahmins are using historical evidence that mm-hmm. doesn't exist, dragging the whole past in to give us weight for the present moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's very typical of magical thinking. Mm-hmm. So. That's where it got started. But if we analyze things just a little bit, we can recognize, first off, what determines a good behavior in the first place? Mm. What does determine a good behavior? Example, if you bought stock on the stock market and the stock goes up, then that was a good purchase. <laughs> good buy, good action. But if the stock goes down, then we think that it was a bad purchase, a bad buy. Okay. In that regard, then the actual action, we didn't know when we took the action whether it would be determined to be good or bad, mm-hmm. and that in fact the good or bad was determined by the outcome itself, not the action. Mm-hmm. And so this is one way of looking at it. The other way is is that uh, you're on the football field and some... Um, a referee throws a penalty flag and half the people cheer and half the people boo. Mm-hmm. So was that a good action that he <laughs> threw the penalty flag? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not asking whether it was correct or not. We're talking about good and bad. Because of good and bad action giving good and bad results. Mm-hmm. What we begin to understand is is that the results that we uh, that we experience is based upon feeling, mm. and so it's actions that gives us good feelings or actions that give us not so good feelings. Mm-hmm. Is this like is is this is one way of thinking about it that it's quite utilitarian that it's connected to that kind of. 18th century idea that you should absolutely the whole law (laughs) is designed for you to get controlled by those who know how to control Mm -hmm. it's a control tool Mm. it's designed to turn us into animals Mm. it's designed to keep us caught in the past 
And it's easy to do because when we were children, it was easy to get us to do what we were told to do, do some sort of threat about a future that we mm. didn't know about. Mm. You do good, you'll get good results, kid. If you do bad, you'll get bad results. This is the law of school, mm. not the law necessarily of comma. Mm -hmm. And yet the kid winds up not ever getting the, re the good results. Even after he gets degrees, he's got to get a job, and then he's got to get a house and a wife and a bigger job, and he never quite ever feels really satisfied. Mm -hmm. But but in terms of what the Buddha was teaching, it was 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 the karma measured. So the in your example of the stock market, the the measurement of whether or not it was a good investment is predetermined by the structure of profit and loss. So although you know, like there's something that you can me you can know in advance how to measure that. Um, the return that you get on that investment and in the buddha's model is the return what what is the return <laughs> do you know what i mean like is it just that you oh. feel good now we can say that all of that modeling that you were yeah. talking about yeah has been to do with how things are structured the way society operates the way that things are expected which is all the rites, rules, rituals that the Buddha talks about as Siva, Bhasa, mm. Paramasa. Siva, mm. Bhasa, Paramasa, which is the second fetter. Mm. Another way of saying it is, and this is the way that the Buddha, uh, Buddha Dasa said it is, is that you can come out of your karma, the choice is yours. Mm. Now, what he's actually meaning is not necessarily coming out of your actions unless you recognize the repetitive action, the stuff that keeps keeps us on the uh, the, the treadmill, mm -hmm. the in in the thinking of uh, value only in the sense of money. Mm -hmm. That in fact, someone could get a great deal of joy by investing in something green, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they don't mind so much whether the price goes up and down because they know that they're investing in something that's uh, valuable to them. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so there's better ways of looking at it mm -hmm. than just the old standard way, the standard model mm -hmm. that we were raised with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is basically how we were looking at it. But mm -hmm. Buddha's got something, he's got a mace up his sleeve here. Let's look <laughs> at something. The Buddha says, in fact, that there's another kind of karma other than this kind of karma that's good that gives good results and bad that gives bad results. Mm -hmm. And that is, in fact, I've actually introduced it. And that is, is that almost all karma is mixed. Stock market is mixed. It's always going to have mixed results. Mm -hmm. So in that penalty flag is mixed. Mm -hmm. That it's not determined by it's good or it's bad. Mm. That we can say some things are good. In fact, generosity is almost always good if it's pure generosity. Mm -hmm. 
that it's not necessarily priming the pump, and even when it's priming the pump, that's not necessarily not valuable generosity. Mm-hmm. Kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. But generally, generosity is something good that winds up giving good results, especially mm-hmm. if it's mixed with wisdom, let's say. Mm-hmm. Generosity that's given wisely always mm-hmm. gives good results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Anger almost always, in fact, not almost, anger always delivers us the wrong results. Mm-hmm. No matter what, anger always gives... How many arguments do you think are won? Of all the arguments that have ever happened, how many arguments were actually won? None of them. They're all false. No one got convinced. They might have gotten beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and so arguments are not very convincing. Anger, so these are ways that we can look at it, that some things are never useful. Other things are always useful. So mm-hmm. friendship, friendliness would always grant good results. Fear, mm. almost always wrong results. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it just reminds me of that phrase that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, like you yeah, can... Especially if they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, how how kind of it was is i guess wisdom is the missing element right like um um the good intentions can be they need to be informed by some kind of uh, understanding of the nuances and the repercussions of a given action um otherwise they can end up doing more harm than good um yeah yeah um but then how does how do you get that wisdom <laughs> Sati and investigation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and right effort and right attitude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those things together bring about that wisdom, that Mm -hmm. unification of mind. Mm. But wait, wait, the Buddha's got. Yet another form of karma up his sleeve. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fourth kind of karma. Okay. And that fourth kind of karma is, uh, it's stated actually, is action that's neither bright nor dark. Mm. Gives results that are neither bright nor dark. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is literally that if we are at the level to where we're intentionally avoiding doing, then we're not going to go about causing uh, the kind of actions that would give bad results because we're on the mind for it. Mm. Literally, what we're talking about here. Okay, to be on guard, to be investigating, to be mm-hmm. watching, that I'm mm-hmm. not going to take the kind of action that's going to cause harm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, what actions that I do have are going to have results that are not harmful or painful for me. Mm-hmm. 
that I stop harming myself, literally. Mm. I stop needing to pick at scabs because all the scabs healed and I'm not <laughs> getting any more of them. Mm. Okay, so this is the way that we begin to, to, to practice is in the way of not harming ourselves anymore. Mm. Or taking action that we in advance would write down this would be harmful to do this. And then later we find ourselves doing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we know it's going to be harmful in advance, then why do we do it in the future? The answer is because of some underlying tendency, but something came up that hindered us from being in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so we reacted because we weren't mindful. Mm -hmm. If we had been awake, Mm. If we had been watching what was going on, we wouldn't have done that harmful thing because we already knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there is yet another one, and that is the bright action. The actions that we take are not bright. Why? Because bright action that gives bright results generally has the quality of bait and switch or... Um, uh, a leading indicator or um, a promise mm -hmm. or a debt mm -hmm. or something in, in that regard in the sense of like an example is in Thailand mm -hmm. they have Tom Boon Tom Boon means literally out of the poly to make Good, bun, okay, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, bon voyage in our mm -hmm. uh, own language, okay, mm -hmm. or uh, the a windfall is like a boon, mm -hmm. okay, so top boon mm -hmm. to make merit. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they do that by takbat mm -hmm. or saibat. Mm -hmm. Saibat sai means that you put something in the pot. Mm -hmm. And talk about means you drop something in the pot. Mm -hmm. One's in Lao language, one's in Thai language, but never mind. The um, uh, talk about is actually in northeastern uh, Thailand and, and Lao, but in uh, central Thailand and lower, it's Sai Bat. It's to put in the bowl. So this is a form of merit making. It means mm -hmm. I'm doing something for some sort of future benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that some form of future benefit is um, like, you know, the Christians have the idea about building up uh, uh, extra floorboards for the mansion in heaven. Mm. <laughs> Right. Or, or uh, not necessarily putting away for a rainy day because that sounds very practical. But yeah. rather uh, hoping for something like putting money in a bank mm -hmm. that you know you're not going to get uh, the bank, the money back out of the bank until after the bank burns down and you're dead. Yeah. But this could be, this is something that's. Um, What's 
because I just feel that in my experience of it, you can you can do this with a kind of attitude, right? Like, um, or or is this a kind of? It's not like a financial transaction that's being made. It's like you can give generosity to a given situation, right? And mm-hmm. and ah, yeah. is that that kind of what you mean? Because like sometimes yeah, some so let's, exactly. So you're feeding right into what what we're really looking at is that the problem with the way that people see action and uh, the results of the action mm-hmm. is not action-reaction, mm-hmm. which is in fact what happens. Mm-hmm. Every action has a reaction to it, mm-hmm. and there is not much delay time there mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. Where people can mull things over, they can remember things, the debt collector can pick up a piece mm-hmm. of paper that's been on the pile for years and go to somebody's house and harass them, mm-hmm. okay? But there's still a very direct line of evidence that we can trace that's real. Mm-hmm. What's really going on is, is that people make magic out of this. Mm-hmm. Magical things, thinking that uh, uh, their prayers, for instance, have some value. By, by magic, do you mean um, a kind of form of wish, wishful separation from the present moment? You know, like you're kind yeah. of deferring hopes and like maybe even desires into a kind of idealized future. Right, and that idealization actually Mm. takes it out of present Mm. tense into Mm. present perfect tense, Mm -hmm. which means timeless or for all time, Mm -hmm. which brings in past and future. But if we look at it from simply present tense, Mm -hmm. we're always coming back to the here now, which Mm -hmm. is where the Buddha wants us to come back to, is Mm -hmm. let's get away from this far-flung, this action is going to be guaranteed to be a good action, no matter what happens, eventually it's going to give good results. Mm -hmm. Okay, which now people are hoping for something or wanting something that they don't have. They want the results of their good action. Mm-hmm. Just like we want to result, we want to avoid the results of our bad actions. Mm-hmm. So if we can stop doing things to get good actions off into the future, mm-hmm. that Tom Boone is just a clear example of doing that. Mm-hmm. But we do that a lot of in in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. based upon what the society expects from us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it affects how often people buy cars, even. Mm-hmm. And and so, when when we recognize that, oh no, let's let's do it this way. The ju- the the things that we do now, we mm-hmm. do now for the results that we get right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of doing things now to get some result later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a way that people practice Anapanasati. Mm-hmm. When they mm-hmm. do it correctly, they're mm-hmm. practicing to get the benefit of the practice right now. Wow, this is good. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But many people practice wrongly. They practice, uh, oh, I got to go deep into meditation and their way down. If I go deep enough and deep enough, maybe I'll find some samadhi there or some happiness or a bliss or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And if they ever do wind up with that, then the next time, oh, where did it go? Oh, I want it again. Oh, I want it again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, the first time they may have just talked themselves into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's the other option, though, which is very common, and that is just to want something. And so they spend hours and hours and hours and go to retreat after retreat, uh, hoping that someday they'll get some benefit out of their practice. Mm-hmm. or even putting magical terms on it in the sense that the more you practice doing retreats, the more mm-hmm. retreats you do, mm-hmm. then, <clears throat> then, uh, the, uh, then your anger will take less time. Mm-hmm. For instance, normally people can get angry and stay angry for three days, and then they do a Goenka retreat, and now they only get angry and stay angry for two days. They do a mm-hmm. second retreat, and now they've got it down to one day. Mm-hmm. They do another retreat, and now they've got it down to 12 hours. Or, you mm-hmm. know, the, mm-hmm. Okay, so in that regard, that's got some diminishing returns. <laughs> but but yeah. the... Um, the way that we practice with Anapanasati is to get the value out of it now. So if you're angry and you can wake up and see that anger now, come out of it right now and you'll be better off right now. This is the way that we look at it. This is how we come. So, uh, so Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa, when he is saying come out of our karma, that means come out of the expectations of our mm. actions will have a future result. Mm. To recognize that all of our actions have an immediate result. Here's a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Not, I'll just say it this way. Not long ago, there was a there was a time when I was uh, sitting and feeling really tired. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, maybe I'll go take a nap." Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, "Wait a minute. Let me try Anapanasati. Let's do some deep breathing." And so I started some doing some some deep breathing, and then I got off. Um, doing something else or thinking about something else and then about a minute or two later i realized hey you know i did i came right out of it i'm not (laughs) tired now (laughs) that it actually works Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. and so in that regard the result of it was very quick within a minute or so Mm -hmm. the the results were immediate Mm -hmm. that i didn't have to wait thinking oh i'll take a few deep breaths and then an hour or two or next year or in my next life i'll feel better Mm -hmm. that we recognize that what we do has an immediate effect Mm -hmm. this is the real issue of what is karma Mm -hmm. is to recognize that it has an immediate effect and that we should then start operating not from good or bad or the feelings that are driven, 
-hmm. but through wisdom. That this is where Paticca Samapada really comes into play. Mm -hmm. Because Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa says um, that he calls it mindfulness at the point of contact. Mm. Mindfulness good. at the point of contact. Here is what we're talking about is, is that we do not actually are contacted by the actual outside world. We have to construct a mental image of it. Mm -hmm. or a mental understanding of it, and that's what impacts us. Mm -hmm. But the construction that we make is influenced by our past. Mm -hmm. For instance, if somebody says something in a language we don't know, then we can't interpret that, what they said. Mm -hmm. We might be able to interpret their tone, but even that's on very shaky ground. And mm -hmm. yet that's where a lot of people make mistakes. As they go into areas they don't know, they hear the language, it sounds harsh to them, and so they think everybody's angry. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case at all. Why are we doing that? Because those kind the, the harshness actually is not really there. It's manufactured from the lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. And so we're mixing our own feelings in it to feelings of fear. I don't understand. Therefore, mm -hmm. it all sounds really harsh. Mm -hmm. We don't like it so much because we don't know what it is. So, just as a little introduction, basically what we're saying is, is that mm -hmm. we interpret things based upon our past. Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. That when we interpret things uh, closer to the way things actually really are, that's better than interpreting things the way we normally do, which is mixing in our own understanding mm -hmm. from the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is basically it. How do we okay. do that? Well, that's how we begin to clean up the Sankara so that we perceive things differently. But in the beginning, we start this way. Mm -hmm. Once we have a mental image or a mental understanding it contacts us, it hits us, mm -hmm. and our result is a feeling. Mm -hmm. If we can be mindful of that feeling, then we can, then we can handle it. Mindfulness mm -hmm. at the point of contact, or wisdom at the point of contact, is the way Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa says it. Why? Because if it's unmindful, when it's ignorant, then that feeling of liking mm -hmm. will make two mistakes. Mm -hmm. It will make first the mistake, I like it, therefore I want it. And mm -hmm. then it makes a more deeply philosophical mistake, I like it, therefore it must be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. And then on the other end of the scale, we put, uh, I don't like it, means mm -hmm. I, I, it's hard to put up with. And then we bring the philosophical point is, is that this must be bad. This is evil. Mm. Mm. So, we have to be wise to our feelings. Yeah. <clears throat> If we are wise to our feelings, then we will not go down the ignorant road, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which leads to suffering and sorrow in one description or another, at one level or another. 
-hmm. But if we're wise to how we feel, mm -hmm. then we can behave appropriately. For instance, if anger arises and we know it, mm -hmm. basically the anger that comes up that we can see as anger actually started as a very, very small feeling of not liking it. Mm -hmm. It may have lasted only part of a breath, but by the end of the in-breath, it, it went from, I don't like it, into... Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then with the, with the next breath, the next out-breath, that's when that out-breath, in fact, may actually vocalize that grr, that, mm -hmm. ah, I don't like what you're doing, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it, the anger can show up that fast, but what starts it, is a small feeling of, I don't like it. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, so in the flow chart, it's, um, let's say like there's a given moment, can we talk it through? Could we try and model it a bit? Like there's a given moment yeah. that can make you angry. Someone does something that annoys you. Then at the moment of contact, if you're not mindful, you dislike it then that dislike leads to a kind of out of that dislike arises a wish for that thing to not be not be near you not be part of your life so that generates anger which is a force of rejecting the the source of your dislike is that kind of crudely put like one way of modeling how anger can arise from a moment of more fundamental dislike is that how it works um, <clears throat> there may be a little bit of cycling in there. Yeah. In the sense that it kind of builds up and grows, and sometimes that happens really instantly, and sometimes mm. we have to worry our way into anger. Mm. In fact, people can worry their way into anger and then mm. explode on someone, and the people don't know what happened. Mm hmm mm-hmm. Right, because yeah. why was that? Because instead of forgetting about it, they mm. dwelt upon it, they mm. worried about it, and it became important to them because they were spending a whole lot of mind moment time on it. And so finally that not liking got big enough that it exploded into anger. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. has that, that quality of cycling, but generally the steps that go along, mm -hmm. uh, irregardless of how many loops that it has to go through mm -hmm. is that once we get to the point of I like it then the next ignorant step is I've got to have it or mm -hmm. the anger is I've got to get rid of it mm -hmm. now that got got to get rid of it or uh, I've got to take care of this situation through anger almost always has the component of I'm right Mm. that yeah. I justify my anger because I'm right mm -hmm. or I need it bad enough or mm. the, the because I'm right is that, like when the cop is arresting you how dare you arrest me I'm good and you're a cop you're bad mm. okay and you can see how that kind of ignorant thinking can be really really dangerous <laughs> mm. And so that that 
that is also an element that I was talking about is things can get rolled in or mixed into it. And one mm-hmm. of the qualities is righteous anger. Mm. Thinking that it's okay for me to be angry because I'm right about it. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then in the, in in that regard, uh, that's when we have actually gone to the state of I like it. Therefore, I know what's good and I know what's bad. Mm-hmm. But what I know is good and what is bad is based upon my feelings, mm-hmm. not mm. upon something objective. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the word I, that I've been thinking. That moment of, in that moment, it seems that at any given moment on this hypothetical chain of events that leads to anger, you can you can get off the train, as it were, <laughs> with. Mm-hmm. With and the quicker you get off the train, the safer you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before it starts accelerating, um, but the but the, the reason that's the case, it seems to it seems to me is because Sati brings you to a kind of a truer understanding of what's really happening, and that that it the to see what's really happening is a prerequisite of making a wise decision and a wise decision will always be the one that avoids becoming entangled in an emotional reaction. Is that, am I putting it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can uh, add some bit of vocabulary in there to make the connections. Like uh, look at what you're doing is the investigation. Mm. We actually wake up and we see what's going on and we can say, wait a minute, danger, three seconds ahead. Mm. Let me shut up. <laughs> okay, zipper closed. <laughs> but that's the, the, the best thing is back to is anger. The very, very best advice that I can have mm-hmm. for people is that as soon as you recognize you're angry, shut your mouth. Breathe through the nose <laughs> and take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. But shut your mouth. That's <laughs> the that's the best advice. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that 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 gives us the two-handed point of one is, is that it is not okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. Because often we give ourselves permission because I'm right. Mm-hmm. And so this 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 point about no, shut your mouth and get out of the anger. And you can do that with a good, long, deep breath and recognize that you are in charge here. Mm -hmm. In fact, the best antidote to anger that I know of is the thought, I'm bigger than this. Mm -hmm. Now, it can be that thought can be expressed in different language, but who am I to be angry? Mm -hmm. Or what is that? You know, it's like, yeah. You know, I don't want to be angry. Mm-hmm. I want to feel good instead. Mm-hmm. And that's real dukkha. That's, that's yuck. It's almost like uh, as soon as we recognize the anger, it's almost like having a hot cold or a hot potato in our hand. Then mm-hmm. we throw it off immediately. Mm-hmm. And so that's, so is, uh, once we recognize that we're anger, mm-hmm. then shutting our mouth and taking a deep breath and we get the immediate results of 
mm-hmm. being free from the anger. Mm-hmm. And generally when people are angry and speaking angry and talking angry and doing angry things, the intention is, is to be rid of the anger. Mm-hmm. To give mm-hmm. it to someone else. Mm-hmm. To make them angry too. To justify the anger. But but at, at the kind of heart of this as well is is the idea in, in anger that you there's a real sense of separation as well. Like um you were talking about righteous anger, one person being correct and another person being <clears throat> wrong is an example of like a en- entering a moral bi- like uh establishing a moral binary between two people. Whereas it seems that karma is one way of conceiving of a more nuanced, flowing, uh, active kind of, in some ways, more ambivalent way of thinking about things. Like it, it's a part, I mean, part of the thing that seems uh, attractive to me about the idea of, not attractive, but um, intriguing about karma is how how complex it is as a system and how it kind of undermines as a worldview the idea that one person could be fully right and the other fully wrong you know does that make sense i don't know if i'm making sense here but um yes but you're 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 still at a kind of conventional level with that (laughs) let's let's go down a little deeper into it to yeah. recognize that, wait a minute, this anger that I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that only from the sense of language, this this anger that is it. here, mm-hmm. present in the moment, mm-hmm. is inappropriate, mm-hmm. and it's painful to me, mm-hmm. and it is painful if I spread it around. Hmm. So this is the first kind of knowledge that we get, is is that this is dukkha. In all respects, it's dukkha. When we can see that dukkha, then we can begin to get rid of it immediately. Hmm. Taking a first deep breath, hmm. and then we can get, get, get it out, as opposed to seething <laughs> or building it up until we finally do explode or maybe never explode mm-hmm. but we keep thinking about it and so that's only like half awake in the mm-hmm. sense that I, I wake up enough to know that it's wrong but I'm mm-hmm. going to continue to having these feelings rather than throwing the feeling of anger and the feeling of not liking and disgust out mm-hmm. But at the intellectual level, which actually is a much more um, feeling level anyway, is is this person that I'm angry at Mm -hmm. is probably could be my or is my friend, Mm -hmm. either Mm -hmm. metaphorically or in at least intentionally Mm -hmm. that here I am harming someone or about to harm someone that I don't want to harm. An example would be yelling at our daughter. Mm. Okay, we don't want to harm someone. Mm. So, um, we want to be friends instead. So, it's better if we're going to spread something, let's spread some metta or Mm. spread some joy Mm -hmm. 
And so we need to pull our mind out of the angry mm-hmm. into the joyful state so that we can give a, a beneficial gift, a wholesome mm-hmm. gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I was meaning by using the two examples in the first time is one would be anger, which mm-hmm. is going to give us a negative, almost guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, a negative mm-hmm. reaction, as opposed to generosity, gratitude, uh, friendship, joy will almost always work for the mm-hmm. benefit. No guarantees, but generally mm-hmm. that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is so. This is how we begin to see karma. Mm-hmm. But generally, the benefits are going to be right now. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. instance, not being angry at my daughter. That's mm-hmm. the benefit right here and right now. I did not have to unload on her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did but not have to well, give her that gift. <laughs> I, I was just, I guess what I was trying to say, and I think you've answered it, um, but I, I guess I was thinking about um, what Thich Nhat Hanh says about interbeing and how if you're someone's righteously angry, it's like a really extreme example of, a kind of personality view, would you say? Like it's someone who believes them in themselves as a completely separate being, and that that does create pain in terms in terms of its division between between two people. But a karmic view might lend towards a more nuanced understanding of interbeing. Basically, is what I, I guess I was trying to say. Maybe that's I will it. Go, I will go out on a limb and say that Titnahan <laughs> using that word interbeing, he's just being new agey in using <laughs> the Pali word of Kaliametta. Okay. Kaliametta. I haven't heard that word. Uh, we, we are all friends here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's the big issue. We're all friends. We're all interrelated. How in the world can I be angry at someone and express that anger without having some repercussions mm-hmm. including the coming into the point of violence the more angry I am the less control I have and everyone else is like that so we need to defuse the situation basically mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. that fuse is lit let's not stick it in <laughs> <laughs> into a stick of dynamite right we don't want things to blow up Mm -hmm. so this is what we mean by shut shut our mouth shut Mm -hmm. the face is basically um taking the fuse out Mm -hmm. so that the fuse fizzles out right here on the spot and we do not have to deal with the damage of the explosion that's that's our wisdom Mm And so we eventually see then ill will is actually a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the an interesting is point. Because we feel afraid. We feel afraid of our friend. Mm-hmm. If we don't, if we see him as a friend, or there's nothing to fear and there's nothing to get angry over. Mm-hmm. So we have to practice that. Once we understand that point of wisdom, we have to see it over and over again, investigate it, and see it. Mm-hmm recognize that I can change 
I do not have to live to that comma. Mm. Mm. All I have to do is catch it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see it. I have to wake up to it. Yeah. See yeah. that darn stuff. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. No, it's it's it's. I feel I feel like it's extremely nuanced, and um, I feel like it's it's a sense of being in touch with a sort of a flow of a flow of things that connects everything. You know, like there's something kind of amazing about that as an idea. And trying to experience that as a reality and as well. It's buried right down into our instincts. Mm. Even to the point that we are, if we are all instinctual and yeah. the, the roots of those instincts are the same roots, mm. then our instincts are the same. That makes us the same thing. We're not just separate friends. Each one is an individual. No, mm -hmm. we're the same thing. When we make friends with each other, we're making friends with our own self. Mm -hmm. Your DNA is my DNA. Mm -hmm. Your instinctual behavior is my instinctual behavior. Mm -hmm. Let's go get wild. Yeah, we are all one. We really are. Mm -hmm. We're all brothers in this. <laughs> um, and some sisters too. I hope. Um, what about is Carly a meta? I need. To, is there a sutta I I can read that would that it, in which this idea is explained or or should I? I tell you what, I'll send you something. I'll look okay. it up, but you yeah. can Google it also. Yeah, okay, that would be great. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. all right. We'll, all right. Back, we'll see you later. All right, thanks Go so much. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you too. All right, bye-bye. Cheers, thank you. <laughs>